and this is the Hamish and Jordan show here at 2BACR 100.9 FM. And uh, on the on the line now, We're guys, just we... are starting hour number two now, Hamish, so it's just gone after six. We have indeed. But now we have... Now we have the, the isotopes on the line, and uh, they're coming to do an interview with us yeah. and have a bit of a chat. And um, I hope they're on the line, are they? Hello? Hi. Hey, what's going on? Hey. Hey, not much, guys. Thank you for joining us. Um, and uh, for those of you out there, they're joining us in the morning. Uh, this will be played in the evening, but yep. uh, I just I'm, I'm really thankful for these guys for you know getting up in lockdown you know early this morning and uh, you know joining us on the line. No problem. Thanks for having us. No worries. So I was saying to you guys, you know, as we had Hotel California blasting in the background before, I kind of just I was saying to you guys, I just chucked that one up to you know kind of give us a little bit of a briefing and stuff, and you know just talk to you guys and. Um, I just wanted to say, like, uh, I was saying to you guys, like, I came across your your music almost by, like, um, by by accident, but it's kind of been a blessing in disguise. Like, my one of my friends kind of, like, uh, dropped the name of you guys to me, and then I've been sussing you out for, like, the map, like, the last two weeks and, and learning about you and, um, you know, kind of finding out your story, you know, secondhand or, or firsthand, probably. Um, but... I wanted to hear it from you guys. So how did you kind of start, you know, the band? Oh, man, it was like, I was, uh, so I think I'm the only original member. Um, I actually started the band out of spite because I was in another band prior to, and then that kind of all fell apart. So I decided to kick everyone out and then start Isotopes. Okay. And, um, yeah, like the only thing was though, I didn't really know what I was doing. Yeah, and I used to I used to write songs about like positivity or like positive messages and stuff, which you know is a a good sense of where you should kind of start. Yeah, but I felt like I was just kind of lying to myself a little bit. Yeah, just because it wasn't really uh like a true form of what I wanted to do, and I don't know. I think as my life kind of unfolded, things started happening, and it just made me really want to write about the truth and you know take my own uh interactions and like experiences and just kind of put that into context for people to relate to and you know build a fan base around that because if you could feel something throughout your music certainly like someone else would be able to relate to that and be like hey like have that connection with you so that when people come to the shows they're going to be like you know what i felt that too or i've had this experience and have a proper conversation with them as opposed to having conversations with people about songs which I used to write about positivity, but just didn't really mean anything to me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, as yeah. bad as that sounds, it was just, yeah, it was very forceful and stuff. Yeah, I know. Well, I see where you're coming from. I feel like it's easier to relate sometimes with people's flaws than it is to, re- you know, relate with their, um, you know, their positive assets sometimes. So I feel like that's a good thing. And it's also a good thing, to, you know, too, because if everyone kind of comes out and promotes like a positive message, I feel like it just gives the, you know, the general public like a false, you know, a false kind of identity. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think it's good for people to know that everyone goes through shit. Oh, wait, can I swear? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. We don't have even. We don't even have a dump button. So, <laughs> but I, I think we can get away with it. You know yeah, that one. Exactly. <laughs> Everyone goes through stuff and things, so I think it's really good that um, people can relate to those sort of things, so that they know that they're not alone. You know. Yeah, for sure. So when you when you kind of go back to the start and you know you talk you you know the journey of you know kind of 
creating a new band. Did did the members kind of leave gradually, or did you kind of kick everyone at once and out at once, and then go, you know, oh, now I'm stuck by myself and have to kind of put it together from and started so, fresh. Yeah, yeah. Or did so everyone kind that, of? That was with my that was with my old band. So basically, when I started Isotopes, it was fresh. It was just me, and I I basically picked up um, members from like fans of my old band and. Um, everyone just started like, I don't know, uh, it, it was either if people weren't as committed as I was, then uh, like the former members of Isotopes, they were just asked to leave or they would kind of know like, oh, we're going to get someone else. So it, it all came down to who was committed the most and who was actually wanting to contribute. Yeah. And it wasn't actually, because I think this was back in like 2014, Oh, okay. It wasn't, it wasn't actually until maybe the beginning of 2016 that Josh, our guitarist, actually came on board. Yeah. And then me and him just decided, you know what, we're just going to do everything and then kind of like pull the weight and, you know, get people on board that want to have the same kind of like rise as us. Yeah. And then that's obviously the year that we brought out the Lost EP. And then that's where things just kind of started gradually getting good from there. It was like, you know, we got our first little EP out and people actually have this attraction to us and they have that relation and then it just kind of like started building from that. So, yeah, we don't actually consider ourselves starting until about 2016. Okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. But um, even with like, uh, like with your music, has it kind of been a, um, like, uh, you know, like orga organically kind of grown, you've kind of grown your audience like organically from, um, you know, doing lots of like live, live gigs and people kind of finding out about you that way or is it a been more of a you know a, a bit of a like a digital approach or how did it all kind of come about um it's, i think we're just really lucky i guess yeah. uh like dreambound has been a massive help for us like we released a lot of our music videos through dreambound and when we first released hurt off the lost ep it was kind of just like everyone just wanted to write about us like people in the uk like magazines in the uk like discovered mag um I think even like a, a big uh, kind of like outlet that I found a lot of bands that I listen to is uh, from Caliber TV in the like in the US. Yeah. And I found like heaps of heavy bands that I listen to just from that. And when we dropped the Lost EP, surprisingly, they just did a massive write up about us, and they were just like spotlight artists of the year, and we were just like, "What the hell is happening?" Like. You know, we don't consider ourselves the biggest band in the world, but like just having all these little wins constantly get under our belt. Like yeah. we even got featured in Rock Sound um, after we dropped the Fractures EP. And we were just like, this is absolutely psycho. And then two weeks later, we got offered an international tour of Japan. And we're like, what the, what the? <laughs> yeah, you know, wow. like, it's, just, it's just luck. And then, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of bands that are like friends of ours have kind of said, like, how the hell are you guys landing this stuff? And we're just like, we have no idea. It just... <laughs> happens to be out in there like and that's the that's the best thing about like social media and the platform it's you know once people kind of catch your name it it just goes up from there which is all we can kind of really hope for yeah for sure now man you mentioned that tour of japan how was that like what was that experience oh, like yeah so, there is no word to describe how good that was that was the best experience <laughs> like that, that was the first international tour for all of us and yeah if we, if we could go back and do it again, which they, they've even asked us, they wanted us to come back next year and, you know, we just have to see how things go with international travel and that. But yeah. 
yeah, it was, they were just so accommodating, man. Like everyone in Japan is so lovely and every band is just so welcoming. Like everyone wants to talk to you. And it's not like here where like when you play a show here, the band that plays last just rocks up when they want to play. Like Isotopes, which by the way, we don't do that. Like every show that we go to, I make sure that everyone's there at the start all the way till the end. And then we're like, like yeah, you're networking, you're networking with all the bands and just kind of like making everyone feel welcome. Yeah, and that was the best thing about Japan was they did that at every single show. Like every band got a sound check, and then before the show, all of the bands and all the people that are involved in the show they get together, and it's like they do, not like a blessing, but they do like a meet and greet, and they have everyone introduce themselves, and then they say, "Hey, let's have a good show," and then they all do that at the end, and everyone reflects on how good the show was, and you're like, "This is psycho! Like this is insane!" Like. Wow, man! Wow, that, that yeah. was, that's good. It's it's almost like they've they've um they've worked out like music hospitality, you know. In a, in yeah, a sense. and that's why it's so good over there. That's why everyone appreciates it so much. And like we were just like kind of like gobsmacked at how it was like that at every single show, like seven days in a row, no matter how many people were there. And then even after a few of the shows, they're just like, "Oh, hey, we're deciding that we're going to get together and do like a dinner." Yeah, and it'd be like eleven o'clock at night after everyone's basically sweat. <laughs> completely sweat out after a show and they're still get, getting together to have like a dinner in the in the um in the venue before they all pack up <laughs> like oh, wow. everyone in australia wouldn't do that but just like the sound guy would be like oh you know get out i need to get home like yeah pretty yeah, much I gotta, <laughs> I gotta feed my cat yeah. like <laughs> yeah i feel like it can be taken for granted a bit like the amount of bands that we have the amount of shows that we have and like some people probably might just sort of turn up because it's like a job you know what i mean yeah but yeah, that sounds awesome in Japan. <laughs> I didn't go. I, I wasn't. I wasn't part of the band at that point. So. Oh, well, you, at least you have something to look forward to, you know. Like uh, yeah, when the world so keen. <laughs> Can as a musician, can you guys get um, working like working vi- visas? You know how they're you know letting people you know travel overseas for exemptions. Yeah, or, exemptions for yeah, for work and things like that. Um, I'd say we'd be able to. I think the only dilemma with us, because we we were meant to play in the US like next month as well, which oh, we're not wow. allowed to talk about. We're not allowed to talk about, but I'll talk about it anyway because it's, it's disheartening. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, like we we looked into all the options and everything to do it, but I think just with our like our country at the moment being with quarantining and everything like that, yeah, it's not necessarily us getting over there. Like the as it'd be costly. But then, obviously, once we're over there, we have to quarantine for two weeks yeah. at our own expense. And then, if we were to tour for a month or however long, we, like obviously we, that would be at our expense as well. And then coming back, we'd have to quarantine for another two weeks at our own expense. Yeah, we yeah. just don't have. So, like before, before we even jump on the tour, we're already in a month of quarantine at our own expense for there and back, and it's no one, no one could really justify it. So we had to make the decision to pull the pin. Yeah. That's such a Which shame, man. Like, what's the what's the what's the price of a quarantine? Like, are they charging you for the the hotel room for all all fourteen days? Is that is that how it's working? I'd say so. And the fact that we'd have to quarantine by ourselves, like not as a band, yeah, not yeah. as a band, yeah. So it's it's all five of us paying for two weeks accommodation. Yeah. Also, not working for those two weeks, yeah. and then like the trip and everything on top. And we were just like we're basically going to be out of pocket like 20 or 25 grand before we even tour. Oh yeah, wow. Where wow. was the where was the where were you playing? Were you going to California or We were going to Virginia. Oh, wow. so okay. <laughs> if you if you actually 
I don't know if we can actually say it, but like, yeah, Blue Ridge Rockfest. I landed a slot on Blue Ridge Rockfest, so we were meant to play at that festival for like twenty five thousand people. Oh wow! Yeah, and it sold out. Like when we when we saw the lineup this year, like oh, the lineup. The, 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 yeah, yeah. Once well. <laughs> once we once we obviously get off this interview with you guys and that, and you get a chance this afternoon to look at the lineup, you'll yeah. see all the massive names on that, and you'll just be like, wow. Oh, <laughs> I feel I feel like I'll have a look and my, my heart will break for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> well, because we were actually meant to play it last year. Yeah. And it, it was funny because, like, this... I'm not going to name her name, but this girl in the UK wanted to be our manager because we were actually meant to tour the Philippines last year. We were doing an Asia tour. We landed a festival slot in the Philippines. We had a festival slot in Taiwan. And then we were waiting to hear back about Thailand and then... Yeah, this girl in the UK that wanted to be our manager, I was like, hey, what are the odds you reckon that I could land a slot in, in like the US on a festival and then we book a tour around that? And she kind of was just like, they don't speak to band members, they only speak to managers, like, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I actually emailed the, uh, the people that run Blue Ridge Rock Festival and I just, like, I think Bradley even pulled me up about it, like Bradley's our guitarist, and he was just like, Man, that email is ridiculous. He he kind of had a go at me because I was just emailing them as if they were one of my mates and just like I was like, "Hey, dude, like yada yada, this is our band. <laughs> uh, like, you know, w- would it be cool if we were to jump on this team because we would really love to play the US and tour?" And yeah. Brad's like, "That's not going to friggin' work, man." The next morning we woke up and they sent us a contract. Oh wow! Wow. Yeah, and I was just like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think that just goes to show you, man, as well. Like, if you take initiative, you know, it yeah. kind of, it, it, you know, it comes back. Well, but, that's uh, what we do with a lot of things, and that's the way that I approach a lot of things as well. Like, I think everyone always seems to think that you have, like, you've obviously got to be professional. Yeah. But the way that I approach everything, I was like, I tell everyone, just try to like speak to people as if they're your your mate, like as if you know them. Absolutely. Yeah. You can see the amount of emails that Millsy sends. It's like fifty thousand a day. Yeah. I swear to God. <laughs> I actually and I think you second guess myself when I send emails, which is why I'm really scared of sending them. <laughs> oh no! Because I'm like, who is that? Who's talking? That's not me. <laughs> so yeah. You know, I think you're onto something, man. Because like, I, I've I've noticed that recently. As soon as you start to send people emails like that, you you kind of break down that that wall. You know, yeah. I feel like a lot of people. Every time you go to send an email, you approach it like. Um, yeah, you, you just you start structuring it. It's like, yeah. uh, uh, yeah. dear somebody, sincerely, yeah. you know, regards yeah. or whatever. And as soon as you break that wall with somebody, it's kind of like, oh, you know, like it, it, you, you've, it doesn't come across as like somebody else has written it for you or it just comes yeah, across yeah. genuine. Yeah. 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 No, I, I literally speak to them as if they're like someone that's just in my direct messenger or something like that. I'll just be like, hey, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's like I, I was like, oh yeah, that's sick, and I was like, oh peace, I'll speak to you later. I was like, just eating some dinner or something. Like, oh, I'll, I'll, like, it's, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, I don't know. I just, I just kind of just, I'm in that state where it's like, you know, they'd rather have someone that they can just chat to and be yeah. chill with as opposed to, yeah, because like everyone does that. Like they get that copy and paste email, yeah, and it yeah. says like, hey guys, really like digging this new thing, like check out this new track and you're like man you're talking to one person why are you <laughs> saying hey guys like obviously you copy and paste in that yeah yeah no I, i've noticed that as well man and like i i feel like when you do that as well like the person the person that receives the email is like okay we're talking directly especially if you're like a band too they would have responded yeah. being like oh right and now we don't have to go through you know three different people to reach you 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're actually I, talking to a real person. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can't believe that manager said that. That's, that's like that is like the uh, like quintessential I, manager thing to yeah. say. Hey, <laughs> I got I got back to her the next day. I was like, hey, I landed that slot. Just want to let you know that we don't need your management uh, like role. Like well, I didn't end up like pursuing her about it and that. Yeah. But um, yeah. Like even even like our uh, like we have a PR our PR team at the moment that's working on the dialone um, campaign. Like they sent me an update the other day with like some wins, and I literally I, I just wrote back. I was like, "Oi, that's effing sick!" Like, yeah, I, mean, I, like, I, I wrote it out as if it was like stretched out with lots of A's. Like, uh, like, <laughs> yeah. Nice man. Well, I'd like, um, and how did they respond to that? Did they have to come back all professional at the same time? Yeah, I think they, they would. <laughs> yeah, they did. <laughs> all right, guys, we're gonna play you. Um, your your new track uh die alone what can you kind of tell us about it before we play it it's sick (laughs) (laughs) it's a dead set ripper according to yeah it it got played on triple m hard and heavy last night and higo was just like oh it's a ripper dead set ripper (laughs) wow well you guys heard it here first Uh, first? it's a ripper (laughs) let's get it on hamish
And uh, this is the Hamish and Jordan Show here at 2BACR 100.9 <laughs> FM. And uh, we still have the isotopes on the line. And that was uh, th- their, their new single. And uh, what a ripper. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> <laughs> Dead set ripper. Nice, guys. And um, yeah, what a, what, a, what a song. Now, I now, wanted to ask, how did you record that song? Was it, did you, did you guys go to the studio and do it? Or did you go record the drums and then do the rest on kind of like Logic or Pro Tools? What was the, what was Did the... you do this during lockdown or was it being... We did. Oh, okay. So did we, we actually, I wrote that chorus probably after our Fractured Soul tour. I had that, I had that down towards like the end of 2019. And, um... We actually recorded that in the studio in June of 2020. So we were meant to be on tour and obviously a lot of things. And then, yeah, we just decided to get to the studio and record a lot. We actually recorded with our producer, Stevie Knight, at Electric Sun Studios. Um, Like, that guy's an absolute legend. Like, I actually have to meet up with him after we get off this interview today (laughs) to to work on some more music. But, um, yeah, so we recorded that during lockdown along with a handful of others like Flower and Will You Wait For Me and other ones. Other ones that will not be named. Not yet, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, so all the drums, everything's all done live in the studio and that. And yeah, unfortunately, Ange wasn't with us for that one. But no. we, we have a couple of tracks that we did with Ange that will be coming out probably early next year. Nice, nice. Yeah, because so, at the time that they were recording all that, they had me come as like sort of documenting it, like photography, videography, that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Anne was doing our, she was doing our, um, our BTS videos and stuff in the studio, and like we we parted ways with our bassist basically pre-COVID, um, while we were going in to do the EP. Yeah. Um, just for you know, like other reasons that we we don't really like. There's no point getting into it, but um, yeah. So we went in without a bassist. Um, we were just looking for ages, and when we were in the studio, um, Stevie was just kind of like, you know, it'd be sick if you had, like, a chick on bass. It was like, it'd, it'd just be good to, like, as an image and everything like that. And we never really thought of anything. And mind you, Ange actually is dating my housemate, um, so, we're, like, we live together. Yep. <laughs> and I never, I never even knew that she played an instrument. And it was after we were in recording all this new music, and we were, like, having talks about getting a bass player <laughs> i come home and i hear someone playing guitar and singing i'm like who the who the hell is that like, where, where the hell is this coming from and i went upstairs and she's playing guitar in the bedroom and then i was like how do you freaking know you played an instrument <laughs> <laughs> how did you not know if you lived together like did the guitar never come well, out before because like, they're upstairs and i'm downstairs so oh, we kind I of see. like stay separated and that yeah, yeah. and I, it just never occurred to me and but yeah we we had like a housemate dinner uh, in Bondi one afternoon and Stevie, our producer, was there and we were just kind of talking about it and he, he brought it up and he's like, have you found a bass player yet? And I had already had like a few too many margaritas and I was just like, looked at Ange and I'm just like, oi, play bass for us. And I swear to God, in like 0.01 of a second, she was like, yep. Yeah, well, okay. And then after that, for the next like however many months, Millsy would just like text me every now and again being like, bass, play bass, play bass for us. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, I don't even have a bass guitar. <laughs> yeah. I, I'd be like super hungover. I'd wake up and be standing in the kitchen, like somewhat half naked. And she'd just be standing there and be like, 
she's like, you've had a big night. I'm like, ah, oh, base. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, did yeah. you have a spare base lying around or did you, did you have to go? No, and... I said to her, I was like, she's like, all right, if I do this, I need to get a base. So I was like, you say yes right now. I was like, I'll buy you a base. Yeah, he bought me. Yeah, I bought her a base, like literally like online there and then. Oh, yeah. wow, man. That's so nice. <laughs> Yeah, and she hasn't been able to play it live. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What 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 what'd you get? Did you get like a like a P base or? A... Um, so it wasn't like the top of the range, or whatnot. Yeah, like, it's, what just, it? it's just sort of the starter P base. It's like, like a, it's, yeah. it's not not super flash or anything, but just something in the meantime. No. Like, we got like, like the, we changed got the... all the strings, changed all the pickups. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because like and basically she's she's left handed. Oh. Yeah, so it's, really so it's not necessarily the easiest thing to find, and yeah. then especially during COVID and local uh, guitar stores and everything like that, they you go into any one around Sydney and they have like one bass. They have one left-handed bass. Yeah, yeah. yeah so awesome. many places. So, did, yeah. so you you got a left-handed bass? You didn't do the Jimi Hendrix and kind of string up a right right-handed one no, upside down. I mean, I've tried that before with my guitars, and I just yeah. was so uncomfortable with it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we we started telling her we were like, just learn right-handed. <laughs> and she's like, oh no! And then when we actually shot the "Will You Wait for Me" music video, how she's got the big double bass in in the shot. Yeah. Like we were filming all day, and it wasn't until the end of the day she's like, "Guys, what the hell? I've been playing right-handed yeah, all day." I was, <laughs> <laughs> I was playing the double bass like right-handed, and I was like, "But I learned the song, you know, left-handed on my electric bass and everything." And I had the muscle memory for it. But then as soon as I picked up the double bass, my hands just like switched oh, and wow. I was playing it like right-handed. I have no idea why. <laughs> you know what? I've heard that before. Like a lot of, a lot of like, uh, and I've seen it before as well. Like there's a lot of left-handed guitar players that I know that can, that can do both as can well. Do yeah. Be, just because of the lack of like, um, you know, like left-handed instruments, they kind of started right-handed and then slowly got a, you know, got a left-handed instrument over the years and can play equally well both ways. Yeah, she might it's be on discrimination that if you ask me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of jealous, man, because I can play guitar with my, you know, I'm right-handed. But when I see people doing that, I'm like, oh, my God, that's amazing. Because if I, if I flip it around the other way and try to play with my left hand, it's just like I'm uncoordinated. I'm back to day one. Yeah, you feel like a beginner again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and if you can do that for a song, I mean, like, that, that's, that's great. You must be more, like, ambidextrous than the rest of us. I try. I have to in this world, in this right-handed world. <laughs> um, so give us a rundown, like, who is actually in the band and, like, who does what? Because, yeah. Uh, so I do vocals. I do I do a lot of our, like, uh, back-end stuff and mainly, like, the, uh, the planning and organizing and everything. Yeah. <laughs> I find myself every day just being like, hey, what did we do today? Or, yeah. like, you know, maybe we should do this or this is what we should tackle. And yeah, it's kind of like my, my brain runs, like, 100 miles an hour, so I kind of have to constantly remind myself as well as reminding, ev- like, everyone else. And I don't know, whether it's a good thing or it's a bad thing, I just kind of I hate standing still. And if nothing's happening, then I'm like, shit, what are we doing? Like... <laughs> It sounds like you're I mean, the mother. I mean, crap, what are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and um, like Joshy writes a lot of the music and then we kind of go back and forth and we'll just constantly change or swap it around. Because I don't really play instruments. I played drums before I did vocals. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like learning guitar at the moment, but it's going not that well. <laughs> but like... <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. So I'll, I'll send him like audio messages, or I'll be like, "Oh, why don't you do like a blah, blah, like some like it's just yeah." So I don't know. It seems to have worked over the years, which is good. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, every, everyone just kind of like gets like set tasks and stuff. So there's myself uh, on vocals. There's Ange on bass. Bradley's on guitar. Josh is on guitar, and he also does like a lot of our um, samples and backing tracks and all that. Yeah, and then Hamish, Hamish on drum. <laughs> yeah, not not the Hamish in here in studio. <laughs> Another no, Hamish. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, if he, if he was on air today, you would have just been getting like a thousand James Hetfield years. Like, just, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You'd actually love that I've done one. You'd be like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice man. Well. It's a shame we we'll have to get the whole band on a, on another day. You know, maybe in the future you guys could even come here as a whole group, which would be cool. That would be, that'd be that'd awesome. Sick. Yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah, hopefully after this lockdown, we're going to get some cameras in the studio, so we'll be able to you know do that and stream it just as other you know as well as doing doing it on the air. Yeah, that'd be sick. dope. Yeah. What do the next few months look like for you guys? Like, I know everything's like restricted. Yeah, I know, <laughs> I know that. But um, maybe once when restrictions ease, did were you gonna maybe go for a tour around Australia? I don't know. Hey, Jordan, well, just... we we recently had to cancel one of our tours. Oh, um, yeah. and then yeah, a few shows that we were going to announce, um, we've had to cancel all of them. So I think we're just waiting for things to ease up now, yeah. and then potentially like try to book like yeah an australia tour yeah um and then hopefully by that time like maybe you know towards next year maybe some international stuff can happen again and we can start rebooking all of our postponed tours and really start opening back up because like our our target was to try and go international like we're not the biggest band in australia but for some reason like our market in like the asia region is like big and the u.s yeah, yeah. And, like the u.s wants us. like even the uk like we've had offers even to come to um I think it was like Italy or something like this band wanted to, us to come along and, and tour, but it was like this real death metal, like, um, kind of vibe. And I was like, Oh, I'm not about that. And like, it's not really me. <laughs> Maybe not. Yeah. It would have been sick, but yeah, I just, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So there's that. We've got to shoot a lot, a couple more music videos. We've got, as I said, we've got a, a handful of songs that we, um, have ready to go, but we're just, kind of buying our time at the moment with all these restrictions and lockdowns yeah yeah well at least yeah. look, look on the bright side and, and it's probably better to be sitting on you know material and, and having a you know a bit of a back catalog while while you can and you know instead being the other way around and you know being in lockdown and not having a little bit of a back catalog you know ready to go so i mean yeah, that is yeah. a good thing yeah because even now like even if we were able to record we wouldn't be able to like we're all restricted within five Ks and the studio that we work at is decent, like thirty or forty Ks away. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we're all just we're all just trying to write on the back end whilst also trying to maintain some some form of um like oh, what would you even call it? Like some form of like normality. <laughs> Well, um, at least look on the bright side as well. I mean, at least you, at least you don't have to go far for guitar lessons in the meantime, and can do a bit of that. I was just thinking, if if your housemate as well, like, um, is is left-handed. I mean, if you're right-handed and you know wanting learning some guitar, you'd be like looking at a mirror. Yeah, yeah, yeah we, pretty we much. We've tried. We've tried. It just doesn't work. I'm oh, a very really? bad guitar. Yeah. Uh, oh. I'm like, I'm more of like a 
like because I've got friends of mine that want to like teach me how to play guitar and that, and they're just like, man, so keen, so keen, and then things look look good, and it's like back to restrictions. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And like, like I look up tutorials and all that kind of stuff too, because and then I've like I've been around it long enough that a lot of it's like easy to pick up on, but I just rather have face to face contact because like when we were in the studio doing Flower and Will You Wait for Me, I was just watching the guys record and they'd step out to have like a, a drink break or something like that. And I'd pick up the guitar and I'd be like, all right, let's record it. And then <laughs> Stevie, Stevie was like, are you serious? So I was like, yes, I've never played guitar, but I've been watching you guys play for a little bit. And I legit, I was like, I, I, I'd record a bit on the track and they're just like, what the hell? And <laughs> <laughs> so, it was good. Yeah. Like it actually stayed in the final mix. Uh, I think they kept it as like the third, yeah <laughs> but he's like even our producers like you've never played guitar i was like no and he's like far out man and he's like you should learn like you should actually get like lessons he goes like that's really good for like someone that's never played a friggin' guitar before <laughs> and nice, then man. yeah that's what it like encouraged me to do it and then since then i bought two two thousand dollar guitars i bought like a yeah. two thousand dollar acoustic <laughs> and then i just had a custom made electric guitar made so i'm like you know what that's like my like basically my motivation i'm like yep I'm going to play, play now. <laughs> nice. Well, now you have to learn. Now you've bought all the gear. You have to, you have kind of have to teach yourself. Yeah. It's either that or everyone just wants to use my, yeah, exactly. my equipment. Yeah. Because <laughs> so, Bradley, basically the, the electric guitar that I got made is a full on custom uh, built ET guitar. And I was asking Bradley, on like, you know, what's like some good pickups and all this kind of stuff. And he's like, oh, you should get all this and that. So I basically just got exactly that. Oh, wow. <laughs> And he's spewing because he's like, that's the guitar that I wanted made for me. I was like, well, now I have it. <laughs> <laughs> now he's going to be over every day. You know, he said to me, he's like, oh, you should bring that to the uh, the music video shoot so I could use it. I'm like, oh, you're so dreaming, bro. <laughs> <laughs> now we're going to play another song of yours, guys. Um, what can you tell us about Flower? Oh, man, Flower. <laughs> I love that song. That was, that was probably like, I think when we were in the studio, that was like, one of my favorite ones to record because it was actually the first one that we recorded where I switched up my vocal kind of like um, push to an extent and just tried going a bit more grunge with like the clean singing. And um, yeah, it's kind of like the outbreak song. I just, I don't know. I love jamming that song every day. <laughs> nice, man. Well, anyway, we'll give the listeners a, uh, you know, a listen and uh, yeah, we'll come back soon. Yeah. We'll be Please. back. Yeah.
This is the Hamish and Jordan show on 2BACR. And uh, we're still joined by the isotopes, and uh, they're still on the line. You there, guys? Yo. Yo. So now, where can we go, like, if we want to find out, if the listeners out there, and also us, if we want to find out more about you guys, where do we go? All right. So you can find us on all the social media platforms. Yeah. Instagram <laughs> at Isotopes Band, uh, Facebook slash Isotopes. Uh, we've got Twitter. I don't think we have TikTok yet. We might have to jump <laughs> no, on that. That's the new one. You need to get into it. It's, uh, yeah. Yeah. it's uh... like we, We've all individually got it, I believe. Yeah, we've all um, individually got TikTok, but we don't have a band one yet. <laughs> oh, you have to. Yeah. Um, our YouTube. Uh, what else is there? Um, I think that's it. Yeah. Band <laughs> Spotify, yeah. iTunes. Yeah, definitely, definitely jump into our Spotify and add all of our songs to all your playlists. Yeah, we'll see that. We'll see that. Nice. And uh, you also, the, your new single, um, uh, Die Alone, uh, that's also on there as well? Yeah, definitely. That's definitely on there. And everyone should jump definitely onto that uh, YouTube clip. Definitely. It's pretty, it was pretty intense, that one. And yeah, we all had a lot of fun and also freaked out a lot doing it. All right, you guys heard it here first. And thank you very much, guys, for, for, coming, on the, for coming on the show. Yes. No, thank you guys Thanks so much for having us. us. We'd love to do this again sometime. No worries, yes, guys. We would. We'd love to have you come into the studio. Yeah, absolutely. That'll be in the future for sure. Yes. All if right, you I'll guys bring are interested. <laughs> and you'll have, to, you'll have to bring your guitar. Yeah. yeah. All right, guys. Thank you All very right, much. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks guys. Bye. Bye.